Oh, Jesus. Oh, isn't Jesus good? There's such a sweet presence in this room, and I don't want to disrupt it. And Jeez. Man, I was just basking in the presence of God during worship, and whenever I'm walking back and forth during worship, it's not because I have ADHD. It's not because... I'm aggravated and just ready for worship to be over, and I want to get up and preach. I feel like I'm doing work with Jesus. And I just feel, so, so whenever from now on you see me going back and forth, just know it's me and Jesus doing some work together. And I was just praying in the Spirit. And uh, God altered some things uh, concerning my message tonight. And I feel like what I'm going to share with you all this evening is just going to be a very long prophetic word that is corporate and it's for anyone who will take it and receive it. Uh, it's kind of like this. When Jesus walked into his own hometown, he could only heal a few because a few received the report that he was in town with joy. And they came with expectation and they positioned themselves in that place of expectation to receive from him. Jesus was there to heal whoever came expectant. Jesus was there to come and to bring a manifestation of goodness and to manifest God's glory and to manifest God's strength and healing power. He was there to love one people, but he could only heal a few because only a few showed up. But listen, the word came into town and it was available. It was being given freely to whoever was wanting it and desiring it and hungering for it and saying yes to it. It's kind of like Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. God's like, who will go? And Isaiah's like, here I am. Send me. There's a lot of chatter. People probably heard God speak, but there was one man who was willing to say, here I am. Use me in that capacity. Here I am. Use me. Send me. I will go. And so the word that I have for you this evening, even though it's at Harvest Renewal and you're maybe not uh, a member here, you don't attend here, uh, it's for whoever says, here I am, send me, or here I am, I receive this word, God. I, I expect you to do this word in me. I expect this for my family. I expect this for my finances. I expect this for me, and, and it will make a lot more sense in just a minute, but I feel like there's just a series of prophetic words that God kind of compiled during worship and put into one prophetic declaration and prophetic word slash message, if you will, and, and I even wrote a whole bunch of notes on my iPad and got all official and ready just to preach and give you scriptures and pray for people and go to my next assignment, and God says, son, that's not how we do things. And I said, yes, sir. So he altered it, but, uh, but I believe it's everything that he spoke to me during worship, we're going to go into, uh, it, w- it will lead into what the Lord had me write down in the car and what he had me write down uh, the past couple of days for this church, for this region. One of the things that I do when I go and I travel, I, I don't pull from a Rolodex of sermons and say, okay, this one hit at the last five churches I was in. I'm an evangelist. This church hasn't heard this revelation, so I'm just going to pull this message out and preach a regurgitated word. I'm not saying it's wrong that others do that, but for me, I want to give a church and a region and a corporate body, whoever will receive, right? Whoever will receive. It's like salvation. God's like, I love everybody. 
And if you fall in love with the good news of the cross and you say yes to me, you can be born again too. It's just like the prophetic. It's just like every message. You could be visiting tonight and all you have to say is say, God, I receive this word for myself and for my family. And I say that because this is going to be a word that is, I believe, fresh manna. And, and, and it's something that the Lord has put on my heart to release over this church and to release, I believe, uh, into you guys, the individuals that go into the region and can make a difference day to day. I don't live here. But if I can deposit something in you that changes your perspective, changes your heart, and changes your actions, then you can become the change that God wants to see in your region. And that's why I don't come to give you a a word that has already been spoken and digested by someone else. I want to pull straight from heaven. And it's like God opens up scrolls for me, specifically during worship. You know, there's times people ask me, you know, what are you coming and preaching? And I'm like, I don't know. And I had one cancellation because I didn't have my sermons given to them with scriptures and titles. And they're like, you know, you just seem like you're not prepared. We can't have you. And a lot of times when I'm walking back and forth before, before, during worship and, and just doing work with Jesus, that's when Holy Spirit's downloading in my spirit. The thing, like, it's like he opens up the scrolls and says, okay, and, and certain things come up off the page. Because, you know, each church and each region and individuals have scrolls that we can read, so to speak. You know, that we can, it's, it's revelation, it's truth, it's how God views you. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Jeremiah 29, 11, right? And of course, the greatest scroll is his word, but Holy Spirit will reveal to you the things that God has for you and the things he's planned for you, and he'll unfold them. And he, he'll do them in you, and he'll do them through you. If you, like Isaiah, say, here I am, Lord, send me on that assignment. I say yes to this. And so I was just in worship, and I was just just getting this scroll from heaven, literally. And I had a vision, and, and, and ultimately what I'm going to be preaching, teaching, and prophesying towards is a message title for the media department, Tipping and Turning. I kept hearing that in my spirit, Tipping and Turning, and it's going to make sense in just a moment. Uh, because of what I saw in the spirit, but I, as I, as I'm, I'm even up here trying to get all of this introduction out, like like the fire of God is just pouring in me and around me and on me, and I just man, I love the fire of God, man. I love His presence, and the more I get touched by His presence, the more I encounter Him, the more I experience Him, the more I want Him. And the more I want him, the more I hunger for him, he takes me from one glory to another glory and to another glory and to another glory. And and the glory of God is defined by this, the all of God, right? The all of God is the glory of God, right? It's not just thunders and lightnings and gold dust. The glory of God is the all of God. And Isaiah 43 verse 7 says, you were created for the glory of God, And Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory. But how many of you know that we have good news in Christ? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18 says that we have been reconciled back to the Father, back to his glory, back to his fullness, back to his abundance through his Son. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 says this. It says, watch, it says all the fullness of God was placed in Christ. And it says in multiple scriptures how Christ reconciled us back to himself. Come on. Made us one with him in union, in relationship. Galatians 4 says you're a joint heir with Christ. 
So if the fullness of God is in Christ and you're a joint heir of Christ, guess what? Just getting a bill paid is not your inheritance. Your inheritance is being a joint heir with Christ and Christ has all of the fullness of God dwelling in him. So if you're one with Christ and a joint heir with Christ, the fullness of God dwells in you and you have access to the fullness of God. (laughs) Isn't that awesome, man? And when more and more you seek him, and the more and more you hunger for him, the more and more he draws you into the revelation from glory to glory. He draws you into the revelation of his fullness, not just through a word that you can speak, but he wants you to encounter him so that you can bear witness and testify of something that is tangible, not just audible. And so Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you the glory of God and the fullness of God and take you into glory after glory, not just revelation after revelation that's on paper, but he wants to take you into encounters with the Father where you're encountering the fullness of God because Jesus paid a great price. He put himself on the cross to restore you back to the glory of God so that you are now seated with Christ in heavenly places and you have access Access to the things of heaven. And God wants you first to be so touched and encountered by the things of Him that He orders everything about you. Ephesians 5.1 says, be imitators of God as dear children. God wants you not just to know him in word, but he wants you to tangibly encounter him and experience all of his majesty. So it can change everything about you so that you can look like him. And while I was in service, Pastor, the fire of God, even like right now, is just falling on me. And God gave me a vision of how a fire will always alter the thing it touches will always alter the thing that it touches. And I saw in my spirit you guys bringing things up to the fire that you wanted to have touched by the glory, that you wanted to have touched by God. And you know that you can bring those things to the Father boldly. You can bring those things to the Father with confidence. That His glory, His fire, His passion will touch it if you give it to Him. He'll touch it if you surrender it to Him. And He'll alter the reality of it forever. Come on, somebody. Have you ever drove past something that has not been torn down yet but had a fire? Its whole reality shifted because of what it touched. And I was thinking of just the fire of God, Holy Spirit moving in our lives, moving in the areas that we give to God. And how God comes in His passion and in His glory and He changes those things where you tangibly experience God and don't just stand there and go, wow, but you tangibly experience God in all of His glory, all of His grace, where everything in you that you gave to Him is altered and changed and transformed forever. Come on, man. Is this okay? Is this okay? Some of you are like, this is weird. But can I tell you something? We have been given access to the glory of God, not just to be entertained, but to enter into it and be transformed by it. Hello? Do you know the fire of God in the Old Testament would come when there was a sacrifice? And I wonder how many things we've held to ourselves and out of our own personal confidence try to maintain something and all it does is fall apart. 
I wonder what would happen if we give it to God. Just think of how Holy Spirit can manifest himself, remove and prune and destroy what shouldn't be there, but also refine, build up and transform and refine and refinish the thing, remodel the thing that God wants in your life. And I saw in the spirit, you guys bringing these things to the fire and and the fire of God coming, the glory of God coming, and changing and altering things. And, and I was like, Lord, why am I seeing this? And it was because of what I just shared. But then he said, Ryan, I want you to know, and I want them to know, the things that they've been laying at the altar, things that they have been praying for, things that they have been leaving, they're believing for, and, and the things that they're putting before the altar and saying, okay, God, I need a turning point here. I need a tipping point here. The Lord says things are altered at the altar and the things that you have been laying before the Lord and you've been travailing and praying and pressing into and hungering for I believe the Lord says I will not turn a deaf ear to those cries I won't turn a deaf ear to those prayers the things that you have been boldly giving to me and saying move in this area are the areas that you need to have confidence And if you're losing confidence, renew your confidence. Kindle the fire of faith inside of you. Because if it's not changed, it must. If you're giving it to God, and watch this. The reason we're giving it to God is we know God didn't do it and God doesn't applaud what's happening. But when we give it to God, we need to have confidence that God will move, touch it, and forever change it. I heard the Lord say that the areas where you have been wrestling, the areas where you've been trying to fight the good fight of faith, the places where you have been pushing and pressing and praying, those are the areas that God will not turn a deaf ear to, but will touch and will forever alter its movement and its action. It will bring transformation. Pray without ceasing. Don't give up, church, because the things that you're laying before the altar and saying, God, I need you to alter these things, the fire of God is falling and the fire of God is going to fall and alter and shift and change those things don't lose heart don't get weary the Bible says in well doing but keep pressing in and you will reap if you don't lose heart you've got to have confidence in your inheritance and don't obsess over your lack God says you're restored back to his glory. Be overwhelmed by where you're seated. You're seated with Christ in the glory of heaven. And you have the right to call heaven down on earth. And when heaven moves on earth, it changes and transforms and remodels things. And you have that authority. You've been given that permission to bind on earth and bind in heaven. To loose on earth and the loose in heaven. If you're a joint heir with Christ, and Christ prayed in John chapter 17, Father, let us be one with them, just as me and you are one. We're one with Christ. So the things that we see Christ walking out, if we're a joint heir with that, if we're one with that, we can call on heaven. We can see in us and through us that transformation come, that Jesus saw. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 says that your citizenship is of heaven. That you're an ambassador of heaven here on this earth. It says in Ephesians, you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. 
We need to be so overwhelmed with what we're joined to and stop obsessing over the lack that's around us. The inheritance of God, the glory of God reveals to you His desire for you. And you must have confidence in the Father and what, it's, what His good pleasure is. Luke chapter 12 verse 32 says it's God's good pleasure to give you the things of the kingdom. So He sent His Son to die so that you could be reunited. Sin being crushed, the curse being crushed, and now you are reunited with Christ and you're reunited with the things of the kingdom. So when you find yourself in a place of travail, yes, have ambition, and yes, press, and yes, pray until you see something happen. Pray for the fire of God to fall and to consume your sacrifice. Pray for the fire of God to come and change the things around you and change the things in you. Yes, but you also must rest and be at peace. And know that you're seated with the Father in heavenly places. That you're a joint heir with Christ. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the things of the kingdom. So he sent his son Jesus to die so that you could be reunited with the kingdom. You walk in authority given to you by God which sits in heaven but also on the throne of your heart. So greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Why are we consumed by what we see? Why are we not resting in what Christ did and what God spoke? Everything God did through his son, Christ was the first, Romans says in chapter 8, the first among many. The disciples now are the first of the many. And Hebrews 13 says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So everything that Jesus did, the disciples started to do. To reveal to ordinary people like us, to reveal to us the extraordinary things we can do through him. Why aren't we obsessed with where we're seated? Why are we not obsessed and overwhelmed with great joy that I'm a joint heir with Christ? The things of the kingdom are in me. The things of the kingdom I'm joined with. Do you know the kingdom of heaven is just the extension of the Father who made it? And if you were restored back to the fullness of the Father through Christ, you are one with Christ. And all of heaven and all of God and all of Christ and all of Holy Spirit is in you to anoint you to do what is humanly impossible without Him. Sometimes I think the fire of God needs to alter our mind to look at the circumstance different than the fire of God needs to fall in our circumstance. See, we're one with Christ. We're going to go somewhere. But if we're one with Christ, right, and we're reconciled back to Him and one with Him, United, yay. We have union. We have access. We're seated. I just preached all of that. And there's multiple scriptures I could read and bore you to death with. But it might spark life in you too. We're one with Christ. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. We have access to the Father. And the Father has access to us. Right? 
But you know, one of the biggest things the Lord spoke to me that needs to be unified with Christ, it's our mind. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end's destruction. One of the greatest, watch this, there's two thrones that the enemy wants to get to. Your mind and your heart. Because as a man thinks, so is he. The enemy can't create anything. But if the enemy can get to your mind and convince you that a lie is truth, he gets to your heart and changes your declaration. Your perspective, right, is a hinge to the doors of your expectations, your declarations. The Bible says these signs will follow them that believe. Why did I say you need to be obsessed over your inheritance and that you're seated with God and or with Jesus and you have access to the Father? Why should you obsess over that rather than being overwhelmed by the lack is because of this. When you're overwhelmed by the fact of who you are and that you're one with Christ, it alters your perspective, which changes your declaration and changes your expectation and it will shift the atmosphere and change the trajectory around you. And so the enemy's trying to get to your mind, to get to your heart. Why? Because as a man thinks, so is he. He can't create a life for you. But he can pollute your perspective of your life and cause you to live a life that is outside of the reality of who you are and that is one with Christ seated in heavenly places. Did you hear what I just said? Sometimes we need to stop obsessing over the circumstance we're standing in and we need to start finding rest that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places and the things that Christ did, so will I on this earth because of heaven in me just like it was in Christ. We got to start thinking that way because if we start altering the way we think, it changes what we expect and it starts affecting what we declare. Why does he want to sit on the throne of your heart? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You will live in the world that your words frame. Calling things to be as though they are. Just like the world was formed, the Bible says in Romans. And he called things to be as though they were. Ephesians 5.1 says you're made in God's image. So you have authority and power to call things to be as though they are. There's power in declaration, but it starts with your perspective. And the fire of God wants to fall and alter the situations around you, but I believe the fire of God wants to touch our brains and remove everything and, and that, that is hindering the way we perceive things and what we're saying based off of how we see things. And, 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 and man, I... <laughs> I feel like the fire of God, man, wants to change our perspective of him, ourselves, and our circumstance. Do you, I believe this. The Father is more concerned about speaking to the one who's in the storm than he is speaking to the storm. Because if he's given you authority to speak to the storm, but he's only the only one speaking to the storm and it's ceasing, now you're getting to a place where you become a brat and you're not stepping into a place of transformation to where you rise up in authority and speak to the storm. 
I just need the Father to take care of my issues. Can I tell you something? Grace doesn't just want to rescue you out of your circumstances. Grace wants to change and transform your heart and your mind so that in the midst of your circumstance, you look at it different and you speak the word of the Lord over it, believing that you're calling things to be that currently aren't. But you are one with Christ. You are seated in heavenly places with Christ. Given authority, given permission to loose things and to bind things here on this earth, just like Jesus did. Yes, the Father can do it for you. And yes, I'm so grateful that there's places where I physically feel like I can't and God steps in and just does it. But how many of you know that there's a lot of times God wants to shift something in you and stir the fighter in you? By shifting your heart, shifting your perspective, and giving you a confidence that fuels persistency so that in the midst of the trial, you stand fighting. See, the Father wants to stir a fight in us where we pray without ceasing until something shifts around us. But if our mind is not in the right place, we will give up prematurely and we will abort what God wants to see come full term. Did you hear what I just said? And so God is, yes, Lord over the storm. But is he Lord in your mind? To where you are convinced that greater is he that's in me than in this storm. And I'm going to stand in the midst of this storm and fight and not coward and retreat. See, that's why God's word is a sword. It wants to encourage your perspective but cut some things out of your perspective to change the way you perceive things so that in the midst of the storm you fight. Prophetic word number two that I heard the Lord saying and releasing over you guys, and I'm not going to go much into details with this, but it's this right here. Uh, Proverbs 15, 23, it talks about a word in season. Do you know the Lord will give you a word before the fight? Because he wants to make sure you have a sword to fight with. Uh But watch this. God will give you a word before the fight so that you have a sword to fight the season of warfare in. Or sometimes we lose our sword and we're like, oh, stink. And God gives us a word in the midst of the storm and says, here, baby boy, fight. We get down on our knees and we press in and we fight with the word that the Lord gave us in season to fight the season of warfare that we're in. But the only reason there's opposition, the only reason there's a storm is because with your sword and with your shield of faith, you are stepping into territory that the enemy inhabited for years and intimidated others off of. You step into a territory that makes him uncomfortable and he throws a fit and brings opposition. But God gives you a word to rest on. He gives you a word to fight with. 
so that you can stand in the midst of the trial and not be altered by the circumstance and, and, and get to a place where your perspective is distorted towards God. No, you stand and the fight in you is stirred and you hold the word that the Lord gave you before the fight. And he said, son, I will not allow my son to go in without a sword. So here's a word that you can lean on. Here's a word you can rest with, but it rest in, but here's a word that will fuel your ambition. Here's a word that will stir a fight in you that if you don't give up in the storm, this is what's awaiting you on the other side. But I also gave you a word to fight every adversary that comes your way, opposing you when you're supposed to, opposing you and trying to stop you. But watch this. Giants will remain when there's the wrong perspective and a lack of faith because of it. And that's why God wants to change your mind. So he stirs a fight. Well, I've been fighting and I'm not seeing my miracle. Can I tell you something? The miracle sometimes comes. And it's better than what you want, but it's not what you want. But it's better. You automatically, well, you ain't giving me exactly what I want. Well, maybe what exactly you want is paling in comparison to what he wants for you. And instead of thinking there's no miracle and maybe God missed it on this one and it's not his will to move in your life, maybe you should get to a place where you still fight and say, God, I'm believing for a miracle. Whatever that's looking like, whatever shape, size, time frame, I'm believing for a miracle. It might not be exactly the way I want it. It might not be what I want. But God, I know you'll always give me what I need. And I believe for Harvest Renewal and for this church and for the people here tonight, God has given you a word to alter your perspective, to stir a fight in you. And the word is a weapon to fight against the opposition that comes. But the only reason opposition is coming is you're stepping into territory where there's giants. And the enemy wants to intimidate you like he did with other generations before you. But God wants your generation to be the generation that rises up and stakes claim on what others ran away and retreated from because of the intimidation of the enemy. God didn't give you a word just to encourage you. You know, it's double-edged. He gives you the word to encourage you, but he gives a word to cut something out of you that shouldn't be there because it will drown you if you hold on to it when you go into the season of warfare. But he gives you the word to stir you up and to give you a weapon to fight in the midst of warfare. You okay so far? The other thing that I saw, and this is what I believe the word received does. And when you surrender to Holy Spirit, this is what God does. And see, this is all bringing us to a, a tipping and turning. A tipping and a turning. The other thing that the word will do that you, that you receive and believe what I also believe happens when we surrender to Holy Spirit and let Holy Spirit move in us and through us is it alters our reality. It alters our perception. It alters our perspective, if you will. It alters our life. I love this because in the book of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel, I believe it's chapter 1, Hannah starts praying before the Lord, right? And, and crying out before the Lord for a baby, Made vows to the Lord. And what was it? Eli, I believe is his name, right? Or someone like that. Was outside looking at this woman from afar. 
And this is a prophetic setup here. Watch this. Looks at her and says, wow, she must be drunk. She's talking to herself. Have you ever been around a drunk person? Their whole reality is completely altered. I'm not, I'm not amplifying alcoholism. I'm not around many people that are, but I used to be around some people before that are just like altered realities, shifted and changed everything about them when they're intoxicated by some form of substance, if that be drugs or alcohol, right? How many of you have ever been, let's just PG it, how many of you have ever been around somebody that's been under anesthesia? Under the influence of something. I love messing with those kinds of people that are like, like, like just came out of surgery. <laughs> and their whole reality and perspective and perception <laughs> has shifted. And you mess with them. I had this one guy that just came out of heart surgery. And, and he had all went through all the post stuff. And he's like, I'm drowning. I'm drowning. I'm like, yeah, you are. What are you going to do? <laughs> I, was, I, would, I would in one time someone got their gallbladder out I love this guy I love these people by the way and I would go in I would go in there's a reason I'm sharing this I would go in and and uh, <laughs> he, he just got his gallbladder I'm like dude he had like a towel wrapped around his head I was like dude you got a hat on he's like I got a hat what man I've been around people that have been just coming out of anesthesia have been like under too much medication and I'm not making fun of them. I'm not making fun of people that take medications, please. I'm not making, I I don't amplify alcoholism, but it's just, just, they're different, right? They just act different, right? So here it is, this guy's looking at Hannah and be like, dude, she's drunk, talking to herself. Look at her altered and changed and shifted. She's just mumbling stuff. Don't make no sense, but she's crying out before the Lord, Right? But I love, I love messing with those people that are overwhelmed. And, and, and take, like I had this one guy really quick who, who was, was overwhelmed by a, a, a drug. It was a sleeping medication. He literally thought his dog was throwing snowballs at him. He's like, tell Tucker to stop it. And I was like, and the dog's like. <laughs> it's like, buddy, it's July. But he's throwing snowballs. They're under the influence of something. What does it look like to be so full of Holy Spirit, so submitted and receive the word of God to where it alters your perspective, it changes everything about you, where people look at you and say, you're weird, you're different, you're not dancing to the same drumbeat that we are. Can I tell you something? I believe that those who have been submitting to God's word have been holding on to God's word and fighting with God's word in the season of opposition. Those who have been submitting and surrendering to Holy Spirit, you're about ready to see such a move of God where everything about you and everything that pertains to you, it's its reality is going to be altered. Its reality is going to be shifting. And it's going to be brought into alignment with what God desires. Because of you being under the influence of Holy Spirit. You being under the influence. Because watch this. If you're one with Christ and you're a joint heir with Christ, you're seated with Christ in heavenly places and you have access to the things of heaven and you're pressing in and praying with confidence. I'm one with this. I'm a joint heir with this. I'm believing for this thing to be pulled out of the realm of heaven into the realm of earth to change and alter things. Watch this. If you're 
praying that, you've got to get to a place where you actually believe that something's about, like, it's going to shift. Like, there's going to be a tipping point. There's going to be a turning point in your life where everything is altered, shifted, and changed because it is under the influence of the Most High. Does this make sense? Remember in Acts chapter 2 when the day of Pentecost came and they all started speaking in tongues? And the people that were outside looking in looked and said, man, these men must be drunk. They were, but in a different sense. What does it look like to be so submitted to the word of God, so submitted to the Holy Spirit, your perspective is altered. Your perception is altered. Your cravings, longings, and desires, and even what you see is altered because of what you're under. He who dwells in, watch, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know that you're the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? What does it look like to be so overwhelmed, obsessed with, and consumed by Holy Spirit, and consumed by that substance, that your whole perception and perspective and, and, and expectation and declaration shifts because of what you're under? Just think of the things that you're under that changes your perception, your perspective, that changes your declaration and expectation. Just think of the things that will change around you. These signs follow them that believe. If you're under a heavy substance, what is that heavy substance? First of all, the spirit of God, the presence of God, the fire of God that alters and changes everything about you. So where you start possessing the mind of Christ. Philippians says, have this mind that was in Christ. Christ had a crazy mind to the normal mind. He would go into a storm in a circumstance and be like, peace be still. He would know a storm's coming and give a word, a sword for them to fight in the midst of the storm. Hey, we're going to the other side. Jesus would roll up on funerals and be like, he's just sleeping. I want my position to overtake my perspective. I don't want my perspective to take me away from my position. I want to be so overwhelmed by my position, it possesses my perspective so that when I'm in the midst of a persecution or a storm, I can say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. When I'm in the midst of a storm or a circumstance, realizing I got a word from God, I'm not saying, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I stand with an eager expectation waiting for a move of God because God spoke and gave me a word to fight the opposition that's coming. I want to be under the influence of heaven and under the influence of the spirit and under the influence of the word of God where people say, man, dude, like that, it's middle of July. The dog ain't throwing snowballs, but metaphor here. But I'm like, yeah, they, yeah, he is. I want to lose, like I want to find but yeah, my mind in this. And I want to lose my life in the process to this. Well, outsiders looking in say he's crazy. 
He's just part of a group of nuts and a part of a group that just brainwashes. Yeah, I am. I'm a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation seated with the Father. Can I tell you something? Things look a whole lot different up in heaven than they do on earth. And you're seated there to look at earth differently. And can I tell you something? If you look at earth differently and your expectations and declarations are tied to your perspective and God overwhelms your perspective, guess what you're going to alter around you if you let the fire of God, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, change something on the inside of you where you start expecting and declaring what normal folk aren't Romans chapter 12 verse 2 don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind if your mind is renewed and transformed and changed and you start declaring based off of that, that, that platform just think of the transformation and change that you can see around you by just declaring the things that you want to see into the atmosphere. Seriously, guys. Why are you saying... Come on, lift up your hands for a second and just say, God, I want to be so intoxicated. I want to be under the influence of you, God. I'm okay with people thinking I'm crazy. God, just change me. I want to be influenced by you. Led by you. Fully persuaded by you. So possessed by you. We're outsiders looking in. Don't change my, 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 my persistency. I want to be at a place where it's okay to be called crazy. does this make sense when Holy Spirit moved into the disciples and the people in the upper room everything shifted where people thought they lost their minds I want to be so possessed by the Spirit, so led by the Spirit, where I do, I crave peculiar things. I want weird things. I want strange things. And I go and do strange things. Can I tell you something? People that have that desire are the ones who heal the sick and raise the dead and cleanse the lepers. I'm tired of being consumed by what I see. I want to be consumed by what I heard. And I want to be consumed by what I heard to a point where I have this expectation that I'll see it. So why in the world... Are you preaching all of this? I'm preaching all of this because Jesus lived in this reality. Seated with the Father. And I love this. Jesus lived in two places at once. He was with the Father, but he was also with his disciples. And there was places where he stepped into heaven and brought from heaven to earth the things that earth needed. What the person needed. Do you know, I love this, and and some of you are freaked out now, like, whoa, that's just weird. There's scripture upon scripture that says we're seated with him in heavenly places and we're joint heirs with Christ. Where I am, so will you be. That's when we die and go to heaven. Can I tell you something? When you die to yourself, according to Romans, you also resurrected with Christ, and guess what? Seated with him in heavenly places. And you now have, Hebrews says you can go to his throne with boldness. To his throne room of grace. 
and pull from the glory supply. And you yourself, with the authority that's been given to you, you can release those things on the earth through prayer, through expectation, and through declaration. First, or Second Peter 1.16, For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Why? Because the Father was revealing to them through his Son what he desired them to do. And everywhere Jesus went, and I'm winding down, don't leave. Whenever his disciples, watch this, whenever his disciples walked with Jesus, they saw Jesus do peculiar things because he had a peculiar perspective that was branded by God. I can only do what I see my father do. He wasn't under the influence or intimidation of the world or he would have never staked territory for God's kingdom. He was possessed and under the influence of God Almighty by the Spirit of God. He did nothing that he didn't see his father do and he could only do what he saw his father do empowered by the Holy Spirit. To be the first among many to show us the access we have to the Father, the authority and permission we have to bring things from heaven to earth. To call things to be as though they are on this earth. Well, what do I call out? You call out what you see in the glory. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. When you step into the glory and encounter God, he alters your perspective and brings you under a a, a glory, brings you into a glory, and brings you into glory after glory after glory, drawing you into the deep where you can't get out. And in the glory, you start delighting in it. And you're like, this is awesome. And the Father says, now I've given you permission to steward this. To take it and to replenish the earth with it. Go. See, I can't stop. Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day. Not Not just to discover what they got to play with. They discovered what they were called to steward and multiply and duplicate and fill the whole earth with. God will bring you into his glory to reveal this is what's for you. But I've given you a ministry to steward these things and to bring them on this earth. So that when a demon-possessed man comes, you're not like, oh, what do I do? You're standing and you know the glory of God and the fullness of God and the power of God. And you know and have confidence that you have access to it. So you take authority over the situation and you call peace. And you start filling the earth with what God's filled you with and brought you back to. Isn't this awesome? And you don't have to stand and be obsessed over the circumstance. You can be possessed by the truth. Under the influence of the truth where you see things that others don't see. You believe and expect for things others don't expect and believe for. Because you're under the influence of his glory. And you know you don't just have access to it to be entertained. You have access to step into it and be changed. And then you have access to glorify the Father and represent it on the earth. It's a good day. 
The reason the disciples stood and saw the majesty of Jesus is because Jesus was revealing to them what glorifies the Father, and that's people being touched by God, possessed by God, and bearing fruit and glorifying the Father through demonstrations of the kingdom. And what you see me do, you can do and do even greater. Does this make sense? So God brings you into the glory to show you what you can do on earth because of the glory, which you've been reconciled back to. You have access to this. This thing needs change. Don't be moved by what you see. Be moved by what you saw, what you saw in my glory. And believe and press in and fight and pray without ceasing until you see that thing you don't like to see changed by what you saw that you loved to see. But see, we don't got many people, I'm ending with this, we don't have many people that pray until something actually happens. We have this, the, the, the acronym press, push, or I'm sorry, push, press or pray until something happens. But a lot of people pray once, don't see it happen. And think, well, I'm just going to pray once. It's a lack of faith to pray twice. But really, you lost faith. Did it happen? I'm just going to give up. No. What does it look like to behold the glory of God? Well, I don't know what the glory of God is. Look at the Son of Jesus. Look at Jesus. And now say, that is the right I have. Because I'm a joint heir. I'm one with him. I'm seated with him. And what he did, I can do on this earth. And I'm going to believe and pray until this thing happens. I'm going to be determined. I'm going to be persistent. I'm going to pray. And guess what starts happening? You start tipping something in the spiritual atmosphere. What I saw in my spirit during worship was two big goblet-looking things over this church. One on this side, one on this side. And some of you might be freaked out by this, but God gives visions. And in this vision, I, I saw these two big, huge goblet look. I don't even know if that word is the right word, but big old barrel things. And they're here. And I saw like this tipping. It was just like drips going into another big, huge barrel on either side. Did you ever see those like one thing fills up and it pours into another and then eventually that thing fills up and then tips over? And I said, God... What is that? And he said, Ryan, it's a tipping point. I said, okay, what's a tipping point? And this is what I researched and found. The point at which a series of small changes or incidences becomes significant enough to cause a larger, more important change. The point at which a series of small changes or incidents, uh, incidents becomes significant enough to cause a larger, more important change. Come on. Because one of the things that I saw with the Spirit of God altering the reality of Hannah and the Spirit of God altering the people that were in there, when a move of the Holy Spirit comes, things are altered. And I feel like there's been people here who have been praying and you have been persistent and you have been seeking God and what you have been doing is each prayer, each place of praise each fight each day you stood up and said not today devil every day you stood up and said there will be a change in the political system i'm going to pray until i see it happen there will be a change with my kid and i'm going to pray until i see it happen there will be a change in my finances and i'm going to pray until i see something happen can i tell you something you are putting a draw on the things that you have access to 
And listen, you're not just positionally one with the fullness and glory of God. You have the authority because you're seated with God in heavenly places to pull from that glory and change something in the atmosphere that doesn't glorify God. And when we pray and when we fast and when we praise God, we start forming a tipping point, the tip point at which a series of small changes or incidences becomes significant enough to cause a larger, more important change. When you pray, it's a small change. It's an incident that's becoming significant. When you praise, it's a small change in the atmosphere takes place. you got to start seeing that. Well, it doesn't happen right away. But you don't understand every time you pray with persistency because you're confident in what you're one with. You're bringing a change, and it's causing an, inst- an incident. And when that happens, be, it, it, something significant starts to happen. Something larger than yourself starts to happen. And what I saw in my spirit, Pastor, for you guys as Harvest Renewal and for this region is you were praying, and you were really asking for a move of God and I see such a move of God sweeping across your homes your finances your life because you're one with it and part of your inheritance is the spirit of God in you and moving around you and through you and whenever the move of God came whenever Holy Spirit came people were changed where others thought they were drunk that's why I had to preach on being intoxicated some of you looked at me all weird But what does it look like to be so intoxicated with heaven that you're so sober to the schemes and the lies of the enemy? You are so aware of them. And you just stand fighting with the word God gave you, praying and pressing in. And when you do that with persistency, you're actually adding drips from one vial to another. But what I saw in the spirit is there's been prayers going up. There's been praise going up. You've been fasting. You've been giving. You've been pressing in and seeking the Lord. And I feel like God says, Ryan, just tell them it's causing a tipping point. And not only is it causing a tipping point, but he says what's happening in the atmosphere when you press in and pray with confidence that you're one with the glory of God, not just to be entertained by it, but through prayer, faith and expectation and declaration, you pull from it. Believing that it's going to alter something around you that doesn't glorify God. You're just dripping into this bowl. But I feel like you guys have been praying. And you've been pressing in. And you don't think what you've been praying is significant and are important to God. But it is. And it's making small changes. And it's an incident that the enemy has. It's like a blow. It's a hit from the enemy. And you just keep pressing in and praying. And I believe the Lord just wanted me to release real quick over you. There's going to be a tipping point. That's going to cause a turning point. In your stories. And in your life. Because if it does not line up with God's standard for your life. It's something that God desires more than you to adjust and to align and bring one with his standard because he loves you and wants to bless you. Amos chapter 7, verse 7, it talks about God releasing a plumb line. Can I tell you something? A plumb line shows you what's off. The glory of God, the fullness of God, the life of Christ that expresses the fullness of God and the desire of God. Jesus is God's plumb line. Revealing to us the standard that God has for all of us to live out. And it reveals and exposes what's off in our life. And that's not where you boo-hoo and holler. And oh my gosh, 
got this right here. That's where you stand overwhelmed and intoxicated by the word where you see something that others don't see in the midst of that problem. And you pray according to it. And you expect it and you start declaring, calling things to be as though they are, believing that you're pulling from God's glory when you do that. And it alters the reality of something when the Spirit of God moves and touches something. And I believe what God is doing in this season for the body of Christ is he's defining the plumb line, which is the revelation of Jesus. The revelation of Jesus, the testimony of Jesus, spirit of prophecy, is that plumb line. And it exposes everything that's out of an alignment. But it's nothing that God's glory can't reconcile, adjust, and align. And the last thing that I feel like God is doing in this region, for this church, and for you right now if you receive it, is God is bringing alignment and God is bringing an adjustment to the things that are off in your life. You won't know it's off unless you have something to compare to it that's right on. And if it doesn't line up with the kingdom, pray until something happens. Be at peace and rest and obsess over your right to the glory of God. But know when you expect and pray, you're drawing from that glory and bringing it to earth because you're called to steward it and fill the earth with it. Hello? Why are we praying and giving up until we get our full reward? Why are we praying and giving up before we receive our harvest? Well, I've done that and I didn't get my miracle. Well, maybe the miracle is going to be a little different than what you expected, but always know it's going to take care of you. It's what you need. And it might even be better than what you're expecting. Everybody stand. Say this. Say, every time I praise and every time I pray, It causes something to happen. And it's adding to the tipping point. And when the tipping point tips, there's a turning point. And guys, I just want to declare to all of you that have been praying, pressing in, and praying for something significant. Draw from the glory. And know that it's God's good pleasure to release that His glory. To release His fullness into that situation, baptize, change, and shift the thing around you. I'm not here to get into the debate how many times you prayed for the sick and it didn't happen. I still believe, and you should too, that God wants to heal the sick. I'm not here to get into the debate on how many times you've prayed and your kid still rebels. Get God's word, even if it's not an actual prophetic word. God's promises are prophetic. Get the word and use it as a sword to fight the opposition. And pray until you see that turning point. Pray until you see that shifting point. Pray until you see that tipping point. Pray until you see the glory of God fall in such a way where it overtakes and consumes and intoxicates the situation. (laughs) 
Some of you, I don't get offended, but I, there's people that are coming out of surgery. They see things that I don't see, and I egg it on a little bit. What does it be, look like to be so intoxicated by the word that you see something that others don't see? Can I tell you something? If you see in the spirit what others don't see with their natural eye, you'll see with your natural eye what people will never see if they can't get out of their head and fully submit to him. (sighs) Jesus, just bow your heads with me. That's what Jesus did all the time, man. He was opposed. There was opposition, but he stood and he brought, he drew from the glory of God. He was seated with God and he just drew from heaven like a goblet. He took it in his hand and grabbed from heaven what the earth being needed, so to speak. And said, hey, come and drink. And when they drank from what he retrieved from heaven, ah, they were changed. Tonight, I believe when we pray for you, if you're sick, if you're depressed, if you're anxious, hopeless, broke, praying for a lost son or daughter, praying for someone who's sick in your family, I believe we can come together and pray and pull from heaven together and see that thing released in your life, but I'm nothing special compared to you. We're all special in the eyes of God, and God says on Tuesday when no one's around holding a mic, will you understand you're one with Christ and will you stand and believe that the power of God will fall and change and alter the thing? Remember, I'm a builder when I preach. Remember earlier when I said about bringing that thing to the flames? Remember? You're setting all this stuff in front of the flames, wanting it to be burned. And I saw the fire of God come and touch that thing. And shift that thing and change that thing. And I believe for harvest renewal, that's what's coming. Things that you have laid out before the Lord and said, God, I need you to touch this. God, I need you to move. I feel like God says this, though. He's not going to just touch the plans that you give him. He's going to touch you with the plans that he gives you. Ha! Because sometimes we say, God, here's a plan. Touch it and change it. Do Use it. And God's like, the way I'm going to use it is get rid of it. And I'm going to brand you and touch you and change you by the plan that I give you. But I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying that as you guys have been praying individually and corporately as a house, that there's a tipping point that's going to cause turning points in your church and in your region. And the Lord said, I also want you to know that you've been in a season of preparation. And the reason that you've been in a season of preparation is I'm making old things new and I'm moving things around and I'm shifting some things and I'm making new wineskins. Because God says that I want this church not to be taken out I don't want the individuals here to be taken out by the new wine, overwhelmed by the new wine, ran away, ran off, running off by the new wine. No, I want you to be overwhelmed, consumed, and receive the new wine. But the Lord says the season of fire, being tested by fire, the season of the enemy coming in and opposing you, and the season of, of just struggle and fight is actually growing and maturing and preparing your wineskin. And I heard the Lord say that, tell them they're being forged by fire. 
I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying that if any of you are in a peculiar season of a fight, of a battle, of a struggle, of a circumstance of any sort, you might be tested by fire, but God is forging something out of that fire. See, whenever something is being forged, it goes under great heat. But when it still goes under great heat, it becomes movable and flexible. Kind of like the way I like bacon. It's flexible but not breakable. Come on, somebody. And I heard the Lord say that the fire was meant to actually make you so weak where you break. But the Lord says that my hand is upon this church. My hand is upon who will ever receive this word. And you might have been under great struggle and great fire. And the enemy threw the fire out to destroy you. But the Lord says in the midst of the fire, all things work together for the good. And I'm actually forging maturity. I'm actually forging by this fire strength. And I'm forging ideas and plans that you would have never discovered if you weren't in the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saw things in the fire. They saw the fourth, they saw the fourth man. They saw the son of man, the son of God in the fourth, in, in the fire. But they would not have seen that if they weren't in the fire. And the Lord says there's been opposition that was trying to take you out. But something glorious is going to come out of this. Strength is going to come out of this. I am molding and shaping something great, the Lord says in this season and God says if you bring it to the fire if you bring it to the fire I'll change it and alter it and shift it this is a season of alterations where there's been altercation God says this is a season where you're about ready to see church you're about ready to see harvest renewal you're about ready to see everyone who is here still you're about ready to see turning points and and and, and tipping points god says things are tipping things are turning because my people are praying my people are being persistent my people are praising my people are fasting my people aren't giving up and he says guys you will see the fruit of your labor you will see the fruit of your labor the lord says this is a season that you're about ready to see the goblet that's being filled up with your praise and your prayers and my goodness and my glory you're about ready to see a move a tipping point that's going to bring turning points around you when i land things will be altered when i land things will be shifted when i land things will change and the lord says that my people who are called by my name will just humble themselves seek me and pray ask they're going to receive seek they're going to find knock and the door will be open unto you and the lord says you've been in a season of asking you've been in a season of seeking you've been in a season of knocking at the door but god says you're stepping into a season where my glory is going to take over and you're about ready to see the doors open you're about ready to find what you've been seeking and you're about ready to receive what you've been asking But God says, don't listen to human reasoning because human reasoning would torture your mind and make you think something wrong and you would be under a false sense of intoxication. (laughs) The wrong intoxication. But God says, be intoxicated, overwhelmed, consumed by my word and know that my word has been tested and tried but has always come out victorious. Jesus, the word that was made flesh, was beaten, scourged, put on a tree, put in a tomb, went down to hell. But on the third day, ah, on the third day, 
on the third day he rose and I heard the spirit of the Lord say that some of you have received the word your sword is bloody you've been fighting the good fight of faith that word has been tested that word has been opposed that word has been contradicted multiple times by what you see but I hear the spirit of the Lord saying that you're about ready to see the third day arise the third day come this is a season for harvest renewal and the people here to rise and shine Keep praying. Keep pressing in with this overwhelming confidence in your inheritance. That's why I said earlier, be obsessed with your inheritance. Pull Every time you pray, every time you have faith in God, you're pulling from the glory of God. And it's just adding to the tipping. But God says there's a tipping that's bringing a turning. There's a tipping that's bringing a turning. If you're here and you have physical issues in your body physical issues pain in your body pain in your head pain in your back I I know this is going to sound really odd and I don't usually talk like this unless it's the spirit of God but there's some gentleman in here you have a pain on the right side of your groin area and God wants to heal it tonight in Jesus name I'm not trying to be perverted and I don't know of any other better words to use than there's pain on the right side of your groin if that's you get up here is that you? jeez Come here and give your, put your hands on them. True. Is, I, I, here, please, is the pain there? Yeah. Father, I thank you right now. I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying that everything that's been causing your pain, everything that's been causing pain, everything that's been causing struggle, every area that's been opposed, every area that's been tested, every area that's been tried, the Spirit of the Lord wants me to tell you this fire ain't going to take you out. This fire is going to refine things and strengthen things and mold things. And I see God building something in the midst of this fire. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying He's building an insight and a perspective and a fight and a motivation and vision in you and I hear the spirit of the Lord saying that every time you try every plan that you have it's been opposed it's been tested it's been tried by the enemy and it's even gotten you to the point sometimes where you're saying I don't even know if I want to continue to move on I know I'm supposed to dream with God but I don't know if I want to because every time I pursue a dream it's tested every time I pursue a dream it's tried sure because you're stepping into territory the enemy is used to having God says, don't give up. Those plans that you've already set in motion will come to success, will come to bring great provision, great provision. Like I see grape clusters the size of heads, man. Grapes the size of heads like in the promised land. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that you're about ready to see a fruitful harvest, an abundant harvest, but a peculiar harvest. Others might get average grapes, but you're about ready to get some big, peculiar, above average grapes, so to speak. God wanted me to tell you, don't give up on pressing. Because where you've been pressing is where you're about ready to pull out some things. You're about ready to pull out some things. And I feel like the Lord says every time you take a step, it's just like the enemy opposes you. And God just looked at me and told me to look at you and say, isn't that funny? Isn't the enemy funny? Isn't the enemy stupid? Isn't it kind of cool like to know the punchline of a joke so you stand there and you laugh? before the punchline because you know the punchline God wants to reveal the punchlines of the enemy so you just stand there and laugh at them and count it all joy when you're falling into diverse temptations knowing what the enemy's doing but more than that that knowing what God's going to do 
God says, I've given you words. Those words are inheritances. And until you get your full reward, do not stop. God says, but I don't want you also to give up. And I don't want you to stop praying when you receive what you've asked for. Wait, hunker down, rest, have faith until God gives you something that's exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. I heard, the, I heard the father say that he's about ready to move some of your assets into a place of peculiar prosperity. There's some investments. There's some things in your life. There's things that you're tied to that God is about ready to shift into overdrive, about ready to shift into a place of great prosperity. And that doesn't mean it has to be financial. It could be spiritual. It could be maturity. But there's place, there's assets that are about ready to be shifted into overdrive. And there's places that are about ready to be shifted into peculiar excess, peculiar prosperity. I see you as a man of authority in, in, in the sense And the Lord's like, I've grown your anointing, but I'm growing your authority. Because God says that he's taking you to places where you're not going to just need anointing, you're going to need authority. And authority over things, not just demons and stuff, but you've been given authority over the things of God to look after it and to release it. And I see God sending you and your family to places to release it, to release it. God says he's been a good steward over the things I've given him. And some people would look at what God has given you in life and say, man, this guy's really blessed. If it be family, if it be friends, if it be whatever type of asset. But the Lord says, you're about ready to blow the minds of those who stood and admired what you have. Because he's about ready to give you more, 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 more. God says, triple doesn't have anything on what he's about ready to pour out in your life. Because some people will just do that weird double for your trouble. God says that's too little. Double's too little. Triple's too little, the Lord says. And God says, I'm about ready. There's some trouble in family. There's some trouble in relationships. And I just see God bringing like a sound that's going to shift some things in the perspective of people. Forgiveness will come. Reconciliation will come. And revival is going to break out. Where there seems to be rivals, there's going to be revival. There's going to be reconciliation, restoration, and breakthrough. Things that you have been working with, people that you've been working with, they're about ready to be shifted into perspective. It's the shift. There's going to be a shift in their perspective, but a shift in their prosperity. But Father, I pray right now that you would just heal this man right now. Everyone stretch your hands towards this guy. How many of you know it takes a lot of strength to get up here and say, yep, that's me. I don't talk like this unless it's God and he wants to take care of this. So pain, I command you to go right now. Pain might be the effect, but whatever's causing this pain, we break that thing right now in Jesus' name. God, I pray right now for the power of heaven just to fall and remove that pain forever. And to cause that pain and whatever is causing that pain to be destroyed. I pray, God, you destroy it right now. Mm. So weird, I know, but I got to speak it when I see it. I see a syringe. And God's just sucking out the cause and such it, sucking out the effect right now. So, Father, I pray right now. More, Jesus. More, Jesus. Fire of God, come. Pain, I command you to go. Whatever's causing it to go right now, in Jesus' name.
You probably feel a difference now, I think. But Father, I pray. Fire come. Fire come. About ready, but God says there's about ready to be some alterations, some shifts in your where there's been altercations. Oh, there's been some altercations, but God's about ready to bring some alterations where there's been altercations. So, Father, I pray right now, and everything as even a metaphor, whatever is causing him pain, God, I pray you crush, destroy, bring an alignment. You know, chiropractors will say if something's out of an alignment, it will cause pain. God right now is adjusting and bringing alignment, bringing an alignment to relationships and to your assets and shifting them into overdrive and bringing some great prosperity. And I feel like there's a plan that's been hidden in you and your wife's heart, something that you've talked about, you've prayed over, I believe God says it's time to blow the dust metaphorically off of this thing. Put it back in front of the table. Pull out the blueprints and say, okay, it's time to break some things up, so to speak. Break the ground and build this thing. Do this thing. Pursue this thing. God says, I gave you the plan. I conceived the plan in your heart then. But my desire is for it to be birthed now. You're in a season now of birthing, a season of things that have been conceived being birthed. So, Father, we pray right now that you move in a mighty way. Anyone that needs healing in their body right now, healing in your body, because watch, Jesus is the standard. The glory of God is the plumb line. Jesus, the example of the glory of God, the fullness of God, is the standard. And the standard reveals what's off kilter, what's out of balance. Maybe there's something in your body where there's sickness. Can I tell you something? The life of Christ, the promises of God, which is the standard of God, reveals to you what's off. And it reveals to you what you have a right to see shifted because of God's glory, altered because of God's glory, changed because of God's glory, because you're one with it. You've been brought into it. You're a joint heir of it. Maybe you've been praying for and drawing on that glory. Why not tonight be the night things tip and things turn? things tip and things turn. We have been seeing so many healings and so many breakthroughs. And buddy, I know this sounds odd. Do whatever you can. Let me know how it's feeling later. But let me just challenge you guys. Where, where's things off? Where's there physical pain in your body? Maybe physical sickness in your body. I feel like there's someone in here who's either facing chronic depression or you know somebody that, was, that is facing, like, I mean, chronic crazy no, no depression's good but just this overwhelming crippling depression where sometimes it's hard to even get out of bed and put one foot in front of other another and put a fork to your mouth and eat god wants to crush depression and if you're just open to him he's here to move chronic depression anyone that knows of how about who's facing depression right now i feel like it's someone in this room is it you ma'am you ma'am get up here right now whoever else it is you can come up here Stand right up here for a second, okay? Stand up here for a second. Chronic depression or just this overwhelming depression. I'm getting peculiar words. The Lord just spoke to me. Someone that has, like fear is odd. But people that are having fear over some peculiar, odd, off-the-wall things. Can I tell you something? You've been brought back to the glory of God. 
And the glory of God reveals to you what he desires for you, but it also exposes in your life something that you've been, been being put up with, that you've been putting up with that's not in alignment with what God desires. And those are the areas God wants to alter and bring into what he desires because he values you. And I feel like there's someone in here right now that you have been overwhelmed with like odd fears. Almost like people are like, you're, afraid, you're so fearful, you're afraid of your own shadow. And some of you, that might be a reality. You're afraid of like just weird phobias. Like I'm not saying you're weird. I'm not saying that it's weird that you have these phobias. But like this, like God wants to crush those who have like chronic, overwhelming, peculiar fear. Like, like one, it's one thing to have fear of heights. It's another thing to be afraid of standing. You know what I mean? But just, and I'm just using like off the wall stuff. And I'm not saying that's what it is. I hope I'm communicating this right, but weird fears, weird fears, and you've been just obsessed with and consumed by fear. Just lift up your hand right now. If that word applies to you, thank you, buddy, for being honest. Anybody else, and I believe it's him. I feel like it's one other person. Peculiar fears, odd fears. I'm not talking about standing in front of a classroom and giving a speech. That's scary. But you've got peculiar fears. I want you to lift up your hand right now. And if it's just my brother, man, he's going to get rocked, and that's awesome. Mm. Someone in here, heart defect. You have a heart defect. Something in your heart right now, physical heart, not like a metaphor, like my heart's broken because my boyfriend broke up with me. I'm talking about like a heart, like a defect in your heart a birth defect in your heart if that's you like you've been putting up the lord spoke to me and said there's someone in here that has been battling with a heart defect you're born again but this heart defect's still there that doesn't mean that god doesn't think you're special and doesn't love you but it does expose what god wants to bring and overwhelm by his glory and when he overwhelms it by his glory you set it before the fire the glory of god the fire alters it and changes it Hello? If that's off in your life, God wants to fix it. These people have been facing stuff. It's not because God doesn't love them. The enemy hates them. But because God loves them, we're going to believe God's going to bring this into, their, in his, into his glory for his glory. But if you're here right now, heart defect, some type of childbirth type of defect in your heart. I don't know if it's a hole in your heart. I don't, something in your heart. Lift up your hands right now or you just have a heart issue, I want you to lift up your hand. I feel like there's a couple of you. Come on, lift up your hands if that's you. Anything going on with your heart, come on. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. I I stepped out there by faith, and I know there's a few of you. Anything going on with your physical heart? Okay. The other thing I'm going to ask is if you're here... And you're one that I didn't call out something specific, but you're saying, I want to set this thing at the fire of God and I want the glory of God that I've been reconciled. Listen, if you've been reconciled back to the glory of God, you have a right to pull from it whenever you want it. So what is it right now that you have that's off that God needs to bring into alignment? What is that thing that you want to put at the altar and see the fire of God? alter it the fire of god the glory of god shift it and change it is it a relationship is it your heart your mind your body 
Anything, whatever it is you want to see altered, get up here right now. Get up here right now. Everybody that's up here for prayer, just lift up your hands right now. This part, this portion's going to be for you. And then you're going to lay your hands on your neighbor and pray for each other. And then I'm going to get down and just start laying hands on you. You might be here and you're like, give me a specific prophetic word. This whole hour message was a prophetic word. God has me prophesy, great, but maybe God will just give you a personal prophetic word. But I want you to lift up your hands, those for depression, those for fear, those who just came up. Lift up your hands. Fire of God, I pray right now. They're coming up by faith. They're acting on this prophetic word that you gave me during worship. God, I pray right now that they would set this thing at the altar to be altered and I pray fire of God that you would come and that you would alter this circumstance Father I pray right now you bring healing alter the situation I pray fire of God that you bring healing I I pray that you bring breakthrough we curse that fear we break that depression glory of God come and manifest yourself Guys, you have been reconciled back to the fullness of God. You have the access to the glory of God. Pull from it right now. If you need healing, it's in the glory. If you need breakthrough, it's in the glory. If you need restoration, it's in the glory. Pull it down. Pull it down. Pull it down. Believe for the thing that's off to come into alignment. You've been given access to the fullness of God. And things might be off, but God says, I'm hitting the reconcile button tonight. I'm reconciling these things in your life back to my glory, back to my desire, back to my plan, my desire for you. I pray, you, God, your desire is by the stripes on Jesus' back, we're healed. God, we pray that you heal these people right now in Jesus' name. We pray, God, that you bring breakthrough from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. Breakthrough in their finances. Breakthrough in their relationships. Breakthrough in their ministries. Breakthrough in their prayer life. Breakthrough in their their, their, their interests, their hobbies, their likes, God, that you're involved in. Breakthrough! Those who feel like they're hitting a wall glory of God come and break off God right now every hindrance may they step in and may they possess God what you have for them I want you to put your hands everyone up front put your hands on front of beside somebody and pray for them as if you like pray for them the way you would want them to pray for you I'm praying for those that are depressed to be snatched out of that depression and for them to be intoxicated, overwhelmed, and consumed. 
by the presence of God, the fire of God, the word of God, the spirit of God, where they look different, they see different, and that causes them to fight different. Pray for each other. Lay hands on each other right now. Just put, simply put your hands on those to the left and right of you. Pray as if it's you getting prayer. Pray for them the way you would want them to pray for you. God says the fire is here. The fire is here. And God says fire alters things. My glory is here to alter things, alter things, alter things. If you got pain in your body, tell the person praying for you. And ask them to pray for that pain to leave. Pain, I command you to leave. Depression, I command you to leave. Fear, I command you to leave. Spirit of suicide, I command you to leave. And I pray for the glory of God to be released in this place in such a deep, crazy, awesome measure. In Jesus' name. I need a catcher. I need a catcher. Fire of God. Glory of God. Glory of God. Glory of God right now. Glory. Glory. Glory right now. Glory of God. Fire. Fire. God, just do what you showed me you were doing. Fire of God, come. Fire of God, come. Fire of God, come. Fire. Fire. Glory. Come. Woo! Fire! Come! Fire! Fire right now in Jesus' name. Fire! True fire right now. Fire of God, come and alter these people right now. I don't even know who I touch. Fire right now. Fire right now in Jesus' name. Fire right now, God. Fire, shut up, Oshita. Fire, fire right now. Fire, God's calling you in a different direction than what you expect. But God says it's going to yield things you never expected. It's going to yield things you never expected. Don't feel disqualified. God is qualifying you to thrive in the direction he's taking you. People may mock you. People might not understand. People might think it looks like you were going one way. But God says you're not out to please people. You're out to please me. You're out to worship me. You're out to do my will and my work. And God says I'm calling you in a different direction. Fire. God says it's okay. Fire. Fire. God's glory. God's glory. Fire. Burn out all this fear, all this depression, all this oppression. I curse you, devil, in the name of Jesus. And I just bind you, devil, in the name of Jesus. And I pray, God, that this woman of God would get your full reward, your full desire. God says this is the season he's going to glorify you, celebrate you, honor you in a way that's going to blow your mind, the Lord says. He's calling everything up. He's calling everything up, everything that's been down, everything that's been cast down, everything that's been broken, everything that's been stirred and hurt and broken. God is mending and healing. But I see creative miracles. God says out with the old and in with the new. Stop obsessing with the old and get ready for the new. Get ready for the new. Yadadadaboshita. Fire of God. 
she's got it. I don't know who's, let's just pray for you. Fire. God is calling you to a new level, a new place. God says you've been fighting a new devil just because you're going to a new level. But the Spirit of the Lord saying that there is anointing coming upon you, but there's an authority being imparted into you that's going to alter some things, chase chase some things out, change some things, bind you and harness you in the right way. And I felt like the Lord says that you've been trying to apply your anointing and an authority in some locations that God's calling you out of, but God's calling you into new places, new territories, where your anointing will be accepted and thrive. And that doesn't mean buildings or churches. That God is saying he's shifting some things in ministry though and shifting some things in your, in, in, in your area of influence and he's shifting your area of influence and God says this is a season of greater levels of authority and great levels of anointing coming upon you. When you speak, you're going to just start instantly seeing some things happen. Bless her, God, right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray, God, fire to just follow my brother in the name of Jesus. Fire of God, I thank you for blessing my brother. And I just thank you. I just just saw a big bear hug from heaven come upon you. And I said, God, what is that? God says, you ever struggle and you just need a big old hug from your wife or a big old hug from a father figure, a big old hug from a mama? I'm like, yeah. You know those hugs that you just sink into? Like, Pastor Doug's a sinker. Like, you just hug him and you sink into him. And I just saw you, man, sinking into a hug. And I said, God, what is that? And he says, and, and I, I'm going to borrow a phrase that I heard on the internet on Facebook. I, who, I forget who preached it and who said it. But it was like, just cuddle with Jesus. Those who have been struggling, don't struggle, but cuddle. And I just saw like the Lord saying that he's taking you into his arms. And this is the time just to cuddle with Jesus, just to be overwhelmed by his love and his mercy and his grace. And just like when you're in someone's arms and you hug them in the midst of your chaos, in the midst of your struggle, you just know it's going to be okay. And it doesn't look like it's okay. It doesn't feel like it's, but, but it starts feeling like it's going to be okay because you're just in their arms. And I just saw you in God's arms. And I, I felt like God says like, it's almost like you feel like like it looks like you're in pain like oh my gosh am I gonna be broke I got this daddy squeeze coming on and it's so big from God and I feel like my bones are gonna break no but God is breaking off the struggle breaking off the hurdles breaking off the chains breaking off the hurts breaking off those things move God in a mighty way fire of God come right now in Jesus name and man of God I felt like the Lord says that you've got some dreams hidden in your heart And this is the season where the entrepreneurship and the dreams and the desires and the thoughts and the plans that you've talked about and prayed, it's time that it comes into fulfillment. It's time that it comes into fruition. So fire of God right now, move in a mighty way. Fire of God right now. We sometimes underestimate the power of just laying hands on somebody. God says he's shifting your focus. We all, yes, experience loss and we all deal with loss in different ways. 
and I just saw loss and devastation in your life, but I felt like the Lord says, just like people came out of the rubble and encouraged themselves, came out of the rubble and was encouraged, got out of their sackcloth and ashes and received more than what they lost. I believe God wants me to just prophesy that there may have been loss, there may have been devastation. You may feel like you're sitting in sackcloth and ashes mourning the loss of something, but the Father says that you're exchanging. I see like this exchange taking place in the spirit where he's removing the sackcloth and taking you out of the ashes and giving a, like almost like I see this tambourine and, and this shofar and I said God what in the world and he says those are instruments of praise uh, warriors worship warriors and I just see you erupting into a place of praise and a place of worship and, and, and the father says that praise is the way you're going to fight this warfare and yes you've been praying and yes you've been praising and God says he loves you it's not like all this circumstances in your life so God must not love you no that is not the gospel struggles do come but God pulls you out of the struggle because he loves you and the Lord says here is your word you're going to be the head and not the tail God says you're coming above this thing you might have been beneath this thing you might have been feeling the weight of this thing you might have been feeling the struggle of this thing but I heard the spirit of the Lord saying that he's lifting the weight and the pain he's lifting the strain and this is a season that you're about ready to take upon his yoke that is easy his burden that is light this is a season that you're taking off the robes of mourning and you're putting on the garments of praise the lord says so father we bless these this woman of god right now i i I prophesy accelerated alterations almost like the woman with or i'm sorry the man who went home and saw his servant completely whole when he got home just by the word of Jesus father we proclaim and declare right now father whatever form this miracle is going to take we pray that this miracle would form and this miracle would be manifested at an accelerated rate the Lord wanted me to prophesy to you and say he is accelerating your win on this he's accelerating your win on this God says you're all in and you're not going to lose this hand you're all in and you're not going to lose this hand the Lord says more God right now in the name of Jesus I heard a word for this church just now well the Lord showed me a little bit of it last earlier sorry I'm just drunk I'm, I'm under the influence he showed me a picture pastor of two like keys and these doors opening I said okay Lord like there's a lot of prophetic words out there about open doors and doors opening but the Lord says that there's it's it's two different types of doors God says your doors are opening, your influence is increasing. But I feel like God says that you're also in a place where you're opening up doors for influence, but to guard your heart. Because there's going to be people that come with all types of different plans and strategies. But the Lord says, if it takes from the one that I've given you, stand for the one I've given you and put on the shelf the ones that I have. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying, I heard the Spirit of the Lord. I hear the Lord now. Now I just I feel like God says not He's opening up doors and realms of influence for you guys, but I also believe that He's opening up doors where you're going to be o- overwhelmed and influenced in ways uh, that that is going to alter and change things for the good, and it's going to change your, uh, some operation and change some ways you do some things. But I felt like the Lord really wanted me to hunker on and really level on on that whole opening of doors.
yours for your guys' influence, the influence that God wants you to have. And I, I saw you, Pastor, pacing back and forth uh, in front of closed, closed doors. And I said, okay, Lord, why am I seeing this? And the Lord said, Ryan, I have given you authority as a prophetic voice to unlock these doors tonight in Jesus' name. So we unlock the doors, doors that have been holding you out, things that you've been knocking on, things you've been pressing into, things that you've been seeking. Those doors are going to be open and it's going to influence you. But there's also other doors that you're just saying, open the door to me. Let me in, God. And I know that I'll be an influence. But God says, I'm opening doors of influence to alter some things in you guys And I feel like God says in return, you're being tipped over and poured out into new levels and new realms and new regions of influence. The Lord also wanted me to tell you guys that you've grown in your anointing, but what you've been doing is you, one of the greatest things that have been forged by the fire that you've been in is God is a strengthening, making you aware of and increasing your authority in this region. See, we think authority and anointing are the same. It is, but it isn't. And I just see you guys operating in a sense of authority. I mean, Jesus has all authority. He wa- just the name, his name being mentioned, it makes the devils tremble. And I see you guys going into territories that are about ready to be open unto you. And you're about ready to influence those regions with authority and influence those regions with anointing. I see you going into regions and devils and demons, giants, if you will, crumbling and breaking under the authority that you guys are going to take, under the anointing that you guys are going to operate in. I felt like the Lord says that, there's a big plan, but little faith, but he's growing the faith for the big plan. And the Lord says, it's when you step out of your control and submit to his, that you're going to see the full manifestation of God's strength and power released in your guys' life in ways that are going to overwhelm you and consume you with like this holy fear, because God is going to move in such a way that it's going to bring such an awe, such a reverence, such a submission. But it's when you step out of your control that the control of heaven comes and moves. Why did I say earlier being under the influence of the word, under the influence of Holy Spirit? And whenever the Holy Spirit moves, it alters things. The fire of God, it alters things. You're about ready to see some crazy alterations happen in this place. And as it changes things in you, it's going to change what you do out there. And you're going to be an instrument of war that tears down and breaks, but also builds up and establishes things in this region. I felt like the Lord says your influence is going to grow and you're going to gain access and doors are going to open to places that you haven't even prayed about. But you're going to know it's the will of God because people are going to come to you and be like, it took forever for like, like it's almost impossible to gain favor with this person. Almost impossible to gain favor with this region, but you guys have, it must be God. And that's gonna be, that kind of talk is gonna be your confirmation. I heard the Lord say that he's about ready to bring people that will take your vision where it needs to go. God's about ready to give you favor with, you've gained favor with God. You're growing in favor with God. But Jesus grew in favor with God and man. And this is a season that you guys are growing in favor with man. People with money. It's okay to talk about this church. 
people with money are going to come and say, you know what, whatever you need, we'll give it to you. God says there's a new outpouring coming, there's a new wine coming. That's why I had to prepare and forge some things in this fire for you guys. I had to strengthen some things, mature some things, give you a new wine. Because he says, I want the new wine to be poured and received and stewarded. And I don't want it to cause damage and destruction and division. But the Lord says, I'm here and I've brought a sword. And you've submitted to the right side of the sword, son. There's going to be people that aren't going to submit like you've submitted. And it's okay because God says, I will bless them and I will move them into a new place. But God says, I will trim the fat off of harvest renewal. I will trim off some things that you can't take where you're going. I see a hot air balloon and it's like you want to get lift. But pastor, I I, I love you, but this is what I saw in my spirit. People are trying to let go of the sandbags, and you're like, man, but I love them. I love it. This was fun. God says you'll never soar to new heights. You'll never soar to new heights if you hold on to things that will keep you grounded. Let go. It's like I hear that Elsa song, let it go. Listen, though, if you don't let it go, you won't see the release that God wants to bring. And I hear my heart, I'm not trying to be perverted, but if you don't see the release that God wants you to see and you're holding on to things, those things start to build up, you become constipated, and constipation brings pain. You might be like, well, that's just suffering for the gospel. We're experiencing, no, you're, you're, you're holding on to things that are causing pain. You let go of certain things. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. I'm not saying we can't be friends with people, but certain people can't go where we're going. Right? It's okay. I feel like God says that he's bringing you guys into new territory. And with new territory comes new faces. But it also, with new territory comes, the Lord says, new strategies. New ways of doing things. If you want to see new things happen... You've got to embrace a new way of doing something to produce something new and fresh. You can't hold on to old ways in a new place. God says you can't act like a gardener if you're called now to be a prince or a king in the palace. So you've got to learn the proper etiquette. And that's what I heard the Lord say. He's taking you through kingdom etiquette school right now. And I think I'm using the right word. And I see you, Pastor, and it's a funny sight. I really wish you all could see this. I wish it could go up on the screen. I see you having a book on your your head, and you're just learning new posture. New posture. I see Manny drinking tea with his pinky up. That's a funny sight to see. (laughs) I'm like, God, what in the world? He says, I'm teaching this place right now proper kingdom etiquette for the new place that they're in. And God says you're being trained and equipped before you go there out of a place of preparation so that you are prepared for the places that you'll step into as these doors open. That's why doors of influence are coming and, 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 and being open. Doors of influence for you guys. And that's why I believe God's bringing the proper people that will bring you the money. God's like, the money's there and uh, the, the locations, the places, the things that are going to are there. 
It's already harvest renewals. It's already this works home. But God says you're just going through a forging. You're just going through a, 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 a kingdom etiquette right now to be able to be prepared to maintain and steward the new place that you're going. God says, I've already put the people there. I've already put the things there. And God says, honestly, the, 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 the thing that you just need, it's real easy. Free your hands so you can release, receive what God is freely releasing. That's really the only thing that's left. God says, mark his words. You release, he releases. You do, he does. You draw near, he draws near. And God says, the, ex- the, the speed is up to you. Like I see the leadership holding on to a gear shift. And I just see God like, like I, I was in a, 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 a really fast car in Canada and the guy that was driving was legally blind. That's another story for another day. He told me after the fact, but anyways, or no, we were actually driving. But I'm sitting there, and I looked at him, and I'm like, how fast can this go? He didn't go as fast as it could go because he was afraid. And I just saw in the spirit, the Lord's like, how fast do you want to go? You're the ones that got the hand on the, on the, on the stick. And I, I feel like God says... How fast do you want to go? And I, I felt like God says you're going to go from putting like a golf cart to speeding like a race car. If you just overcome and let go of some things and say, God, you know what? I'm out of having control now. And I'm willing to shift this thing into gear where I need you, Jesus, to take the wheel. <laughs> God says, mark his words. The time that you let go, it's the time he's going to let go. I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that as fast as you want to go is up to you. God says, let's see what this thing's got. God says, just take this thing into overdrive. How do we do that? Talk about it. Pray about it. Let go of some things. Continue to go through kingdom etiquette. It will get you prepared for the kingdom work that God has for you and the kingdom things you're going to do in a new place, in a new realm. This is a season where new things are about ready to open. So, Father, all you just bless this church. You just bless this house. By the authority that you've given me this evening to just open doors. We pray for doors of favor, doors of influence that will bless and raise this church up physically, spiritually, financially. We open those doors in Jesus' name. But God, I also thank you for the doors that they've been knocking on opening up in this season in Jesus' name. And I feel like there's going to be a spiritual move in this region through this church that is going to alter things. God says, when people mock outside what you're doing inside, you're on to something. God says, you're not supposed to be this community's good friend. Only. You're supposed to be 
what this, com- this community can have confidence in. And God says, you're not supposed to just be their friend. You're supposed to be their confident leader. God says, where you go and how fast you go is up to you. See, sometimes we pray, God, bring acceleration. And God's like, I gave you the, the motor. You have a clutch and you got a stick. Shift. And as fast as you're willing to go is based off of what you're willing to shift into. Be willing to shift and God will bring the acceleration is what I heard. Last thing, I saw you during worship, sir. And I saw you on this mountain and you're just standing there like a boss. Not a bead of sweat on your forehead. And I said, God, what in the world am I looking at right now? And he says, Ryan, I'm bringing this, my son. I'm bringing this son to a place of elevation. And people are going to wonder how he got there. And it's not going to be based off of your own doings. It's going to be based off the father's favor over his son, lifting his son to a new place, a new height, a new level. And and you weren't speaking, you weren't doing anything, but your example of being on that place of elevation was speaking a major word to people. And I said, God, why is he not speaking? He says, where I'm placing him will speak for itself. It will speak of my strength. It will speak of my grace. It will speak of what happens when someone just simply gives up and surrenders. And I felt like the Lord says that your realms of influence are about ready to grow. And God says, this is the deep pool that people are going to draw from. This is a deep well that people are going to draw from. And I feel like God says, wherever you go, the party comes. But I feel like God says, the party's about ready to get louder. The party's about ready to get bigger. I see you standing on bigger stages, bigger platforms, releasing the sound of the Lord that others are going to respond to. God says, you're a part of the new breed that's bringing a new sound and that new sound is going to be released and people are going to respond to it. It's kind of like this. If you think of certain songs throughout history and how that sound came and it marked a generation, but that sound came and people would dance to it and people would move to it, right? Like if I would do, you know, um, oh my gosh, you know, we will rock you song. Right? Like if that song comes on, people are like putting their hands on their laps and slapping their hands. You know what I mean? You just respond to it, you know? Uh, you know, some of you might not know this church folk, but if I would throw on the whip and nay-nay, you know what I'm saying? You got some people are boom, you know what I mean? And nay-nay and all over the place. I don't even know what that means. But anyways, a sound is released and people respond according to the sound. And the Lord says that you are called to release a sound that's going to penetrate hearts and it's going to transform minds and it's going to change the way people move and the way people act and what the people do. It's going to be a new sound, a new dance, a new way of something and a, and a, and a new move. And I felt like the Lord's like, your ministry is going to cause people to bust the move. I almost saw like the Lord, like you put in like, a, and I'm not saying this is what you actually do, but I see like a CD, uh, or not a CD, like turntables. And I just see like in the spirit, like these headphones at your ears. And I said, God, I'm asking him right now, like, Lord, why? He's like, he's going to be my DJ. He's going to mix up some things with me in the spirit. I feel like God says that there's some things that he and you are going to work on and you've been working on that are going to come into alignment so that you can be truly released to your next assignment. But I felt like God says that God says this is a season of things being released and for you stepping into your new assignment. 
feel like you've already stepped into new dimensions and new territories and new places and people that you're familiar with don't know how to handle and how to speak into what you're stepping into or they won't know how to speak into you as you grow in and draw in deeper. But the Lord says, that's when you, the student, become the teacher. But God says, I'll bring new fathers and new mothers to steward the apostolic, the the movements that are taking place in you that are new and fresh. God says you can't possess new land and have old voices. New voices are coming for the new land, the new territory that you're stepping into. People of influence are going to influence you and pour into you, but you're going to be an influence to those that have influenced and poured into you for years. But I felt like God saw, I saw you on top of this mountain. I just felt like God says there's an elevation coming. And where you're going and where God's going to place you is going to speak volumes of his favor to others. It's going to speak volumes of his strength and his power and his might. And you're going to be, yeah, it's not going to be a testimony of a man's prayer life, even though I know you're praying and that's elevating you. And it's not going to be a testament to just the expectation or declaration of an individual. It's going to be a declaration of the lifting of God towards His Son. I lift you. And I just heard that song, Josh Groban, I think, sings it. You raise me up. (laughs) You know, you raise me up. I'm not going to sing it at all. You know what I mean? You don't want to hear it. But I, I just feel like God says He's raising His Son up. And God says, you know what it looks like to serve on your knees. Now you're going to be elevated to a place where you're going to realize and know what it looks like to walk with your feet and serve with your feet. I also heard the Spirit of the Lord say that I saw like a seed that you're sitting on. Like there's seed that you're sitting on, but there's seeds that you're planting. And it's growing up and a harvest is coming and rain's coming and a harvest is coming. People are plucking and like, oh my gosh, Yes. And running off and being blessed. But there's still seed that hasn't germinated. There's still seed that you're sitting on that hasn't done anything yet. And God says this is a season where your seed will not spoil. But God says the things that you've been sitting on. The things that you've been believing God for. But it's like you're seeing great harvest in other people's lives. And you're sowing seed of encouragement and counsel and direction and peace and strength to others. And they're like, yay. You know what I mean? I felt like the Lord says like but there's still seed you're sitting on. And I want to sit back in heaven and go, yay, my son's got the crop. Yay, my son's got the harvest. God says this is a season that I just see you taking that seed that you were sitting on, placing it in the ground, and stepping back and being overjoyed and overwhelmed by a harvest that is coming your direction. Because God says your seed will not spoil your seed will harvest but it must be planted and I almost saw like some of that seed was put in ground that didn't wasn't proper to germinate for it to grow you dug it up and you brought it you just sat on it God's bringing you to a place where you can plant that seed and I'm not talking about finances I'm talking about dreams and aspirations and ambition things that you want to see a harvest in for you personally I just see you being able to plant it in the right soil and the right people are going to come and nurture it and help it through the germination process. This thing's going to grow and they're going to be able to nurture what I believe eventually is going to be an apostolic call on your life. There is an apostolic call. 
I feel like it's down the road where you'll fully step into this, but I feel like God's taking you through levels where you're learning the fivefold. But you're at a place, you're at a destination where others can't teach you where you're at. That's where you're going to teach them. But God's going to give you a teacher to pull you up and to mature some of the things that have been laying dormant in you because you haven't been around the proper people to mature it. God's going to bring the proper people to mature it and nurture it. You don't write off the people that can, of course. I'm just saying, God says, celebrate the new, the new wave of people that are coming in. They're going to nurture and plant and challenge you and motivate you and mature the apostolic rule in you and, and just the sun in you and sonship and identity. And those there you'll teach, but these that are coming will teach you and take that seed that you've been sitting on and help you plant it and germinate it and cause it to grow. And out of that harvest, you'll operate. Out of that overflow, out of that move, you'll minister in new levels and in new places because God says, it's like I see you riding that, that harvest and God says this is a season to ride the harvest and ride this elevation. It's going to speak more of God's strength and power than your ability to pray people are going to have faith in God by seeing where your faith took you. So Father, I bless this man of God and thank you for this in Jesus' name. Guys, if you receive this word and you're thankful for it, just give God a praise offering right now in this place. All right. Hallelujah. Well, thank you all. Praise God. Well, we're going to Oh, wow. I didn't realize it's almost 1030. How about that? That's great. All right. Uh, just to remind you that uh, I think I saw David. How come here? That uh, if you if you like. Oh, there you are. I'm sorry. I was looking back there for you, buddy. <laughs> uh, that if you would like to go ahead and try to pre-register for the uh, Chris Over Street weekend, uh, David will help you with that. And we encourage you. And, uh, and so... We will see you guys on Sunday, all right? Bless you.